I'm talking about resting in the finished work. Amen? Praise. Let me pray. Let me pray. Let's get Holy Ghost in. Because without the Holy Ghost, you know, none of the stuff we preach makes sense. Do you know that? The world, the world would say, you guys are crazy. What are you even talking about in that church? Right? Because without the Holy Ghost, nothing about the gospel makes sense. Amen? Holy Spirit, we need you. Say, I need you, Holy Ghost. Oh, Holy Ghost, we need you. We need you so much every day in our life because you are the Spirit of Jesus. You are the Spirit of the Father. You live inside of us through salvation. You lead and guide us into all truth. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we need you to be with us, to anoint us, to teach us, to give us ears to hear and spiritual eyes to see. We need you. Say, I'm desperate for Holy Ghost. If you're going to live any, if you're going to live desperate for anything, live desperate for the Holy Ghost, the presence of God every day. You can't live without him. It's just life is not good without him. See, in, in 2024, I want to challenge you to press in like never before to the life of faith, the life of anointing, the life of empowerment by the Holy Ghost. See, we need we need this. The whole world's going crazy. Some people say hell in the handbasket. And it is. Everything, everything's going crazy. Everything's, everything's going sideways. There's nothing making sense anymore. Amen? Do you know in 2035 you're all going to be driving electric cars whether you like it or not? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's so silly. An impossibility. Hey, Dave, how, how's electric tractors going to work for you? <laughs> praise the lord electric combines <laughs> plug them in at night and drain all the power of ottawa to plug one combine in you know <laughs> see it's, it's it's so foolish and you could get all worked up about it or you can live by faith and trust god and have holy ghost and power and tell you what to do what's going to really happen amen but so many christians are, are just as worked up as the world about everything going on. And it just tells me that you're living in fear, not faith. If what's going on in the world is bothering you and you're a born-again, spirit-filled Christian, then you just haven't learned how to tap into faith. Amen. Amen? And there's a difference between a Christian who lives by faith and a Christian who's just called himself a Christian. Good preaching. Amen. See, we have to make sure that we're not just calling ourselves Christians, not just going through the motions of being a Christian, but actually living the life of a Christian, which is always, by faith, empowered by Holy Ghost. Again, not my will, but yours be done, Lord. My life is not my own. Again, pre-service prayer. We must decrease. Holy Ghost must increase in us. Jesus must increase in us. Amen. I said, see, that's what I'm believing for in 2024. I'm believing for, that in 2024 that we're going to move into this amazing new year. 
But we're going to move into it in faith. We're going to move into it with, with the, the anointing, the empowerment, the, 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 the joy of the Lord, the, the presence of the Holy Ghost. We're going to for, forsake the junk. We're going to forsake the stuff that's been holding us back. You know, come to Freedom Weekend. Come to Freedom Weekend. Esther, that was so good. Why live in 2024 in bondage when you can be free in the Holy Ghost? Every person in this church should come to Freedom Weekend. I'm telling you, it shouldn't be 10 or 12 people show up. It should be every person because you don't even know what you need freedom of. But when you're there, the Holy Ghost starts moving. The Holy Ghost starts moving. And he brings you into places of freedom that you didn't even know about. Amen? Oh, I should, everyone should put in that calendar, that course. Lord gave me that course one time. I had a course I was teaching on that. And the Lord says, why don't you just, why don't I give you a course? And I sat down in my office at home, got my iPad out, and in three or four hours, I wrote that course word for word. I didn't even make a spelling mistake. I didn't even make any corrections on it. The Holy Ghost said, write this, boom. And he wrote out page after page after page of this course. And I tell you, Pastor Adam, Pastor Brian can tell you, anyone who's there for the first course we had, that one first time, the power of God that shows up. To bring people into freedom is amazing. Amen? Well, that's what I want for you guys. I want you to be free because free means happy. Faith means happy. Amen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, let me get into, into the teaching a little bit. Resting in the finished work. Now, a few scriptures just protects. I want you to see the, the word rest. I'm going to focus on the word rest and finish today. And I want to take you back to the very beginning because, you know, how many people have read in the Bible where it says that all things were finished and created before the foundation of the world? That's in the Bible. We're not going to cover that today, but I want you to know it's in the Bible. You can Google that. You can Google search it. You can go to your app and get that. Say all things. All things were finished, amen, before the world was ever formed. You have to understand that God's got this thing finished. That you're living in a finished work. You can't make anything happen. Neither can you change anything. We are living in a finished work. Genesis chapter 2 verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. Finished. Amen. Talking about the seven days of creation. In six days the Lord created the whole earth and everything on it. Amen. Those horses that you see out in the fields, those cows you see out in the fields, the seeds that plant the heart, the crops, everything, even the water that you're drinking today, amen, is not new. It was made, created, when God created the whole earth. There's nothing new. And on the seventh day, verse 2, God ended his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day, or the Sabbath, and sanctified it, because it, in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. Now, this is almost 6,000 years ago. For easy math, let's say it's 6,000 years ago. People might argue with that. 
But, but see, uh, in God's kind of math, about, about 6,000 years ago, all this happened. Amen? Now, he rested from his work 6,000 years ago. Now, this year when you're reading through your Bible, find out a spot after Genesis 2 where God said he started working again. You won't find it. Because in Genesis 2, he stopped working. Because everything was done. Everything was in motion. Amen? I want you to understand, when we talk about living in the rest, he's talking about on the Genesis chapter 2, God created everything, and then he rested. And he really wants us, you and me, to live, can I just say this? We'll talk about this more this year, in the Sabbath rest. See, that rest, the seventh day is called the Sabbath rest. And every time you see the word rest, just think Sabbath rest. You know, in the old days, we didn't work on Sunday. Why? Because it was known as the what? Sabbath. Amen? And Lord says, see, he wants you to start learning how you don't need to be so work-minded. You don't have to do everything yourself because the Lord has already done it for you. How many people are saying, this is good for me? This is a good message for me. How many people are tired of trying to make everything happen themselves? Don't put up your hand. Okay, some of you got, okay, okay. But, 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 but sometimes we get so tired of life because life seems so hard because we're always trying to make something happen, do it on our own. And the Lord says, stop that in 2024. Stop that in 2024. Doesn't mean you don't work. Be the best employee you can be because that makes you the best witness in your, in your place of work. We're not talking being lazy. We're not talking about buying a lazy boy chair with the vibration and heat and cooling and love to rest your life there. No, we're not talking about that. Some people are saying, why not? No, don't think, think that way. Amen? But we're talking about trusting God. For everything in your life, every need that you will have in 2024, you're going to say, I can trust you, God, because of the rest. Because you took the rest. Amen? Now let's look at the next one, the word finished. We've been here many times. John chapter 19, verse 28. After this, Jesus, now this is Jesus, come to the end of his time on the cross, after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that Scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. And we know that he said, I will not drink wine again until the kingdom of God has come. And on the cross, he says, I thirst, establishing the kingdom of God has come. And we're, the New Testament is living in the kingdom of God. That's another preach. I know we'll get to that this year. Praise the Lord. Now a vessel of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on hyssop, and put it, up to, put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, what did he say? It is finished. What is finished? Everything. Amen? Every need that a Christian would ever have in their life 
has been, say has been, Ephesians 1.3, has been supplied at the cross. When were you forgiven? At the cross. Salvation is not the day you were forgiven. Salvation is the day you accepted the forgiveness given at the cross. Amen? Everything about faith, everything that we, when we focus, everything we trust in right now, we go back to the finished work of the cross. Amen? And this is what I want to talk about. Living in the finished work. Praise the Lord. Then I saw this just a couple weeks ago. I was finishing up reading the New Testament. I knew I had this message. I knew what I was going to preach. And in Revelations chapter 16, verse 16, just near the end, end, everything's wrapping up. But yet, Revelations was also written just shy of 2,000 years ago. Some people say AD, between AD 70 and AD 90, John wrote. So if Jesus and the church is about 2,000 years old soon, then this is just maybe a few years shy of 2,000 years ago when John wrote the book of Revelations. But the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God's talking to John, and John's writing down what the Holy Spirit's saying. And he says in verse 16, And demonic spirits gathered all the rulers and their armies to a place with the, with the Hebrew name Armageddon. So this is the end of the seven years of tribulation. And then the seventh angel poured out the bowl into the air. And with a mighty shout came from the throne in the temple saying, It is finished. And then a few chapters later in Revelations it says it again, It is finished. My friends, everything you and I live in is in a finished work. There's no point in trying to change things that are already finished. There's no point in trying to get things that you've already got. That's why Thanksgiving brings the best miracles. Thanking God that you're healed gets the greatest manifestation of healing. Crying out, oh God, I need healing, shows God many times that we still don't get the finished work. Oh God, I need money, shows God you still haven't got the finished work revelation. Because every need has been given to you. Every need is met according to his riches and glory. See what I mean? And so, so we have to make sure we're, 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 we start getting, build a revelation of finished and rest. Now, in September 23, the Holy Ghost, can I just say it, blew my mind. I know us, us Christians aren't supposed to say that because we have the mind of Christ, so we're not supposed to blow minds up. But, you know, in, in, in most terms, have you had something just a mind-blowing thing? Just They say, that just blew my mind. That's the context I'm using it. So here I am, my own business, doing my morning devotions, which I do every, every, every morning. I'm reading the New Testament, Old Testament, and I try to do that every morning. And I'm in the book of Jeremiah in September. I'm my, my own business, reading the book of Jeremiah. And the Lord, like he does so often, asks me a question. And this is the question he asked me. He says, when did the New Testament start? 
I was, I was going to be quick and say I know the answer, but then I realized from history, when the Lord asked me a question, it's because I don't know the answer, and he wanted to teach me something. So my immediate response was, oh, that's easy, Acts 2, 2 to 4. Of course, that's, that's the day of Pentecost, and the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came. Da, 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 da. We know that, don't we? But I knew I was wrong if I said that. Because he was going to teach me something that was going to blow my mind. He says, when did the New Testament start to operate? I was smart. I didn't tell him. When, next question, when did the New Testament start to operate in you? Oh, I'm here. I'm feeling, okay, there's something up here. There's something up here, Lord. There's something up here. And the Lord said to me, see, historically, Acts 2 represents the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came to earth. True? We're in agreement? Okay, and the first people on earth got born again in Acts chapter 2. True? They were born again, speaking in tongues, and they all got baptized, and the church was birthed. When did the New Testament start to operate? When did the New Testament start to operate in you? And so the Lord said to me, he says, Mike, it became available to mankind in Acts chapter 2. I want you to listen to me. It became available in Acts chapter 2. Who did it become available to? Whoever got born again. Amen? It became available. Now it's available to all of mankind. Don't get me wrong. Everyone can get born again. So maybe I should move to the next question. When did the New Testament start operating in you? I said, I, got, I was getting out of Florida. When I got born again, the New Testament, the kingdom of God, the finished work of the cross, and the rest only can operate in a human being's life once they've been born again. Because up to this point, Acts chapter 2, day of Pentecost, about 2,000 years ago, just shy of 2,000 years ago, you know, the Holy Spirit came to earth, and now if we live in the New Testament. And this is what this challenge was to me. He says, it became available to us when we were born again. But he says, you can only live in the New Testament promises, the kingdom of God, when we choose to live by faith. See, all God's promises are yes and amen. But the Bible also says without faith, you can't please God. So, so my friends, I, want, I want, just want to encourage you as we enter 2024, the, the, the enormous importance of a born-again Christian living by faith. Because although all the promises are available, many, many Christians never appropriate them because they never come to the place of truly living by faith. Amen. And we can talk more about this as we go into the 2024, but I want you to you think about this. Not everybody on this earth lives in the New Testament. We see this all the time. If you look at you look what's happening in the Middle East, you look what's happening in, in the Ukraine, the atrocities, 
the evil, the brutality, the greed, the corruption. If you look what's happening all over the world, I don't know about you, but I don't find that in the New Testament. I find that in the Old Testament. I find that the, the wars that are going on this earth look more like Old Testament wars than New Testament wars. And the Lord answered that to me. He says, he say, you see, Mike, he says, outside of being born again, the rest of the earth, people on this earth, are still living in the Old Testament. The evil, the violence. How many people have asked you, if God is so in control, why is all this happening? Have you ever thought that or maybe been asked that? Now you got your answer. Because all God's promises, yes and amen, within the kingdom of God for us who live by faith. But outside of the kingdom of God, outside of the blood of Jesus, in the Old Testament is still the brutal, evil Old Testament earth it has been for 6,000 years, ever since sin entered the earth. Now you can agree or disagree, but I believe I heard from the Lord on that. And I think if you start meditating on this, it's going to make some real good sense to you. And it's going to give you some answers what's going on. And why we need to shine our light and be a witness and carry the light of Jesus into this dark world. The dark world is the Old Testament that's operating outside of the kingdom of God everywhere you go. Good preaching. I've taken four months to figure this out, folks. This is not new to me. I wouldn't preach it right away until I got my own revelation on it. But I'm pretty positive about this right now. Amen? Faith speaks. Praise, confesses, finished, and the rest. Always, say always. Not just on good days, not just on bad days. How about healing? Here's, here, you know, healing, you know, how, you know, say you need a healing. Lord taught us this in the last healing school we did during COVID online. And I changed the way I speak about healing now. See, I don't, see, God says, God told us in healing school, well, what, a year or so ago, he says, think of healing as a lifestyle, not an event. Remember that one? What do you mean, pastor, by that? Well, so my prayer now is, you know, yes, I believe for the 120 years, the righteous are 120, the long life you satisfy me, Lord. As I've been in your presence, you'll get me stronger and stronger. You renew my youth like the eagle. Your word is health to my flesh, strength to my body, just like the prayer repetition says. But I've added something to the prayer repetition that I haven't added, haven't shown you. I said, Father, I recognize that for me to live as a human in this evil world, I need healing every day. And so I've changed my confession, and I'm thanking God that, Father, you are healing me. And I'm in the, I'm in, and I'm being healed every day from every attack from this evil world. And I'm not looking for the event of healing. I'm not even looking for the miracle healing. I'm looking for daily healing. Every day I need healing because every day I'm breathing in pollution. Every day I'm eating food that's GMO and, and whatever else it is and, and whatever it is is junk. The food we eat now is junk. You need healing because you're putting poisons in your body every day. You need to say grace oh, and bless every meal. Because you, you, but you have to live by faith every day. Kenneth Copeland says, you, you need faith to eat your breakfast. As you drink that GMO orange juice. 
and have those two eggs that have been made with all kinds of junk put into the chickens and, and you have a chicken that used to take, you know, three months to become, become, become the market and now they do it in seven weeks. What are they doing to these chickens? <laughs> Folks, you need faith to eat your meals. You need faith to breathe the air. You need faith to live without stress. You need to live in the finished work and the rest. Now watch this now. Peter, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1. This letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to you to share the same precious faith we have, the same precious faith we have. This faith was given to you because of the justice and fairness of Jesus the cross, our, Lord, our God and Savior. May God give you more and more grace as grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God, of God and Jesus our Lord. May you get all these promises as you grow. So without growth, you can't have the promises. So just because the promises are there, Let's go right back to salvation. The whole earth, every human being of every religion on this earth has been forgiven of their sins because of the cross. True? Some of you don't even want to believe that. Well, no, you, you don't know that, that religion. Yep. That atheist. Yep. That mean cuss of a person. Yep. Everyone, you and me included, were born forgiven of our sins. So you got to think the cross now. You can't think of how much you like or dislike that person or that religion or this religion. Amen? How many times do you judge someone because of what religion they have? What they wear, what they don't wear. Amen? We judge people. What about judging them on the fact that they are forgiven? The only thing difference is they don't know they're forgiven. It's my responsibility to share Jesus so they can be forgiven. See, now when you recognize they're forgiven, then you can love everybody from all nationalities, all races, all people, all religions. You don't judge people based on what you see, what you think, what the world is saying about them. You judge people unforgiven. Amen? I was saying this to, I think it was Pastor Brian. By the way, Pastor Brian's doing a great job. Pastor Brian's on the slides. He's on this in media. He's on the slide. Pastor Brian, you're doing a great job. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. But I'm saying that, Pastor Brian, you know, I said I'll be 68 this year, next year. And I can't think of one person on this earth or who has left this earth who I have anything against. Who bugs me? I just can't think of anybody. I can't think of anybody. Why? Because the cross doesn't allow you to not forgive. The cross doesn't allow you to hold offense. The cross does not allow you to judge people based on what you see or what you feel or what even they did to you or said to you. The cross commands you to forgive and live in forgiveness. Amen? Come on, isn't this good? Praise the Lord. But as you grow, Hebrews 3.1 Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus. Jesus is the high priest 
of our words. Jesus can only take our faith-filled words to bring his promises to pass. See, when you look finished and you live in the, in the finished work, the, the rest of God, then you always say, whatever's going on, I thank you, Jesus, that at the cross... I thank you, Father, on the seventh day you rested. I thank you, Father, that I'm healed because by Jesus' stripes of the cross I am healed. I thank you, Father. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. You became poor on the cross that I might be rich. So I know that every need is met. Amen? Hallelujah. Jesus is just waiting and looking for you and I to speak the finished work and the rest over our situation so he can manifest. He's ever making intercession for us, but he has to hear the right words, the right confession. He can't hear doubt, fear, unbelief, anger, torment, unforgiveness. He can't listen to that. He won't listen to that. He doesn't hear that. The devil hears that and makes it worse. Amen? See, this is not my notes, but maybe I should, I should mention this too. There's always two ears listening to what you say. See, you need to hear this. There's always two ears listening to what you say. Jesus takes whatever you say that he can use, and the devil takes the rest, and he uses against you. See, it's time to grow. Grow in faith and grow in our confession and grow in our revelation knowledge and grow in the presence of God and grow in the knowledge of the Word of God. Because once you grow, life gets easy. Amen? 2 Corinthians 4, 13, 14, And since we have the same spirit of faith, the same spirit of faith as Jesus, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke, we, me, you, also believe and therefore speak. Knowing, what, what the, knowing and growing kind of go together, right? Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. Knowing that everything's going to be all right because Jesus made it all right at the cross. God made it all right in the seventh day. Come on. I want you to get this. I want, I'm challenging you to change the way you talk. Change the way you think. Grow in the Word. Get into the Word. Find out the truth. Speak the truth. Don't let anything but the truth come out of your mouth. Amen? Amen? New Testament Christians speak, pray, confess, finished, and rest. I rest in the finished work. Amen? Now, I've been doing this for years, my friends. This is not a new revelation to me. I've been, I've been, ever since I got really sick back in 2011, and I had that visitation with the Lord, and I felt the absolute unconditional love of the Lord for four hours. He rocked my world, changed my life, never been the same again. My life turned for the better, and literally, I started living without a care in the world because I knew it was all true. Amen? I've been at this for 12 years now, so what I'm teaching you here is nothing new to me. Some people say, I, I, I had a young pastor one time, he was talking to me, and we were having a meeting, he says, can I ask you something, Pastor Mike? He says, you're getting up in years. I said, thank you for noticing. You're getting up in years. How come you're so happy still? Most ministers, when they get up in years, aren't happy anymore. Because they're, 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 they're all going through all the hurts and all the hearts and all the challenges and all this, and this person said this, and this person said that. And I said, because I don't care. Jesus finished it all. 
He says, cast your cares upon me because I finished it all. I don't care. I don't care if you like me or not. I don't care if you talk bad to me or not. I don't care if you're offended with me or not. Because I ain't offended with you. You say, I, 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 don't, I won't forgive you. Well, I've forgiven you. Doesn't hurt me a bit. See, this is, this is a finished work attitude. And it might be foreign to you. It might be fairly new at this, at this Christianity. It might be kind of foreign to you. You might be saying, I don't know if that's possible. Let me tell you, it's absolutely possible. I've been living it for 12 years. It's absolutely possible to forgive everybody and not have one negative thought about a person. To not talk negative of one person. It's absolutely possible. Or Jesus would not put it in his word. My friends, you can change. We all need to change. Come to Freedom Weekend. Start the process of change. But 2024 can be the massive year of change in your life for the better. Amen? And we need it. We're in the last days. We're going to need to trust God more than ever right now. Amen? Praise the Lord. i got to move on. Man, oh man, i got so much to say. I've been working on this for 12 years. i got a lot to say. Amen? Are you having fun? Are you getting it though? Are you listening? Pay attention and make some choices today that you're going to press in for this. Make 2024 the year you change things in your life. The year you go for it like never before. The year you quit the fear and get into faith. Not going to be enabled. You're going to be empowered. You're going to turn your mess into a message. You're a stumbling block into a stepping stone. Amen? You're going to step up. I won't do that. I could flip. Amen. <laughs> would, have been a, would, have been, would have been a really good example to have flipped me out onto the floor, right? <laughs> then I had to believe for miracle healing, right? Praise the Lord. Amen. What is New Testament reality? Finished and the rest. Here's what now, New Testament reality is this. It's making what Jesus did for you real. Somebody needs to write that down. Is it real? Has it ever been real? Is it absolutely a truth that you will not waver on? You can't talk me out of this. So I'm so glad I had that visitation 12 years ago. Because, you know, someone says, uh, uh, I don't believe. I don't care what you believe. I met him. I spent four hours with Jesus. You can't tell me this stuff ain't true. I'm like Peter John who said, hey, don't. Don't try to talk me out of it. I was on the mountain with him. I was on that mountain of transfiguration. Well, I spent four hours with him. What I'm telling you has come out of that four hours. Read my book. If you've not read my book, i got a few copies left. I mean, I gave it to my little brother just the, a couple months ago. He's going through a health challenge. I sent my book to him. He said, Mike, that book's fantastic. He says, he just carries it around, reads it all the time now. He says, the word is so real when you explain it that way. And he's, it's just like his life is getting transformed. Because he's recognizing it's all real. Say it. It's all real. It's all true. You can't talk me out of it. Come on, say it. Come on, say it. You can't talk me out of it. You won't talk me out of it. Because it's all true. Amen? I know this is challenging for some people, but pick up the challenge. Be a winner. You know, every champion doesn't start as a champion. Every winner doesn't start out as a winner. 
But they pick up a challenge to train. They pick up a challenge to do something greater than most people are willing to go to. To work harder than most people are willing to work hard for. So there's so many people, they just want to sit back and say, well, that's just the way I am. No, it's not. You have greatness inside of you. Because Jesus lives inside of you. You've got blessings inside of you that you know nothing about. But God's waiting for you to tap in. Tap in. Find out. Confess the finished work. Confess you're already healed. Confess you're already blessed. Confess the joy and the peace of God in your life. Confess the greatness of God in your life. That's New Testament reality. Amen? See, we, we, we got this little model around here that we call New Testament reality called grace through faith because of God's unconditional love. You've been saved. Ephesians 2 says you were saved by grace through faith. That you can't boast about it. See, but then we, we learn in Galatians chapter 5 that faith works through love. And we've come to get a revelation that what God really means, that faith works through the revelation of how much you know God unconditionally loves you. See, once you know you're loved, now you can trust. Once you, once you know you're loved by God, now you can trust him. All faith is, is trusting God's love to, to, to do what he promised for you. That's all faith is. The more, what Peter said, get to know him, grow in him, get to know him. The more I know, and I met him, I met his unconditional love. There's no words to talk about how much God loves you. I spent four hours with Jesus in my, in my hospital bed that Thursday night. And it was just like four hours, four hours with Jesus. And the love of God was so amazing that someone said, what was it like? I said, there's no human words to describe the love of God. It's just like, he, it's, no matter, even when he corrects you, it's even when he says you're doing something wrong, he says, it's so much love. You say, yeah, thanks. It's just was so amazing. It changed my life. And I want you to get to know his unconditional love. He's never mad at you. God took all his wrath and anger of sin out on Jesus on the cross. So he'll never be angry with a human being again over sin. That's a lie that's been put in a lot of people's minds. God's mad at you. You messed up. That's because God's mad at you. Your Bible says he'll never be mad at you. He's so full of unconditional love. Oh, God, you're so good. Here it comes. Come on, lift your hands and start receiving it. I'm not finished preaching, but God's ready to move. Just start receiving that. Holy Spirit, show us. Teach us. Let us know. Show every person what you did, showed me. Do for every person what you did for me. Let them know, no matter what their past, no matter what they did this week, no matter what they did this morning, you love them. You're not mad at them. Show every person by your spirit, Holy Spirit, your unconditional love. Your unconditional love. Help every person supernaturally get this. See, God's no respecter of persons. He didn't do it for me because he likes me better than you. He gave me that visitation because I needed it desperately. I need to get my, my, I had to get some theology straightened out. He wanted to move me forward 
into real New Testament living. He wanted me to share it with everybody who would listen. His unconditional love starts everything. It allows you to live by faith because you finally trust him to do what he said he's going to do. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I ask you to keep ministering to the people of Capital City Church all through 2024 until this becomes a revelation and knowing in every person of this church that we would be transformed as a faith family, as a faith community to walk in your unconditional love and trust so we can live by faith at a higher dimension than most people even know is possible. But it's available to us who learn about your unconditional love. Because faith works through the revelation of how much you know God unconditionally loves you. And then the Bible says that grace works through faith. See, once you develop that unconditional love, now you can restart living by faith. And the Bible says, grace through faith have you been saved. And the Lord showed me that many years ago. He says, see, you got to use faith to activate the grace. And what's the grace? The finished work of the cross. The gift of grace was made available through the finished work of the cross. Everything Jesus did for you and me at the cross, the gift of grace has made available to you and me. And he says, Let's go backwards now. If you understand I unconditionally love you, you'll trust me. You'll trust me enough to live by faith. And when you live by faith, you're going to activate the grace, the gift of grace I gave you at salvation. And that, and that gift of grace is going to manifest everything you need from the finished work of the cross. My friends, that's the New Testament reality I talk about. This is where we have to grow and get to know. Because can you imagine... If prayer started getting answered in much quicker way. Can you imagine living with who cares? Can you imagine living in a world that's hopeless with hope? Can you imagine living in a world full of fear with faith? Can you just imagine what life could be like if we really believed? I'm not saying you don't believe. I'm just saying there's a place we can grow to. There's a revelation knowledge we can acquire that's available in 2024. And the prophecies coming out, I wish I, I brought that with me from Christine Kane. Christine Kane? That's right, Christine Kane. All about God's been doing a work already in 2023, but he's about to explode that work in 2024 into something that most of us have never experienced in our lifetime. And I believe that's exactly what's been happening in this church. God's been building, 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 and now we're going to springboard explode, amen, into 2024. And he wants you to come with us. He wants you, your family, your children, your marriages, your finances, your health to flow with this. Amen? Praise the Lord. Wow, I got to quit. Amen. Last point, though. There's a rest for the people of God who believe. I have to get this point in. Hebrews 4. 1, 3. Therefore, since the promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to come short of it. So we can come short of that rest. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. See the difference? 
Just because the word says it, we got to mix it with faith to let, let, get the power of it. For we who have believed do enter that rest. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. That's Old Testament. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Isn't that something? It's like brand new Lamborghini right here. And someone says, it's yours. I know it's $400,000. I know it's perfect red, candy apple red. I know it's got 800 horsepower. I know it's got a couple hundred more horsepower with electric engines. It's a hybrid. I know it does zero to 60 in 2.4 seconds. Here's the key, Mike. Oh, I couldn't take that. I'm giving it to you, Mike. No, I couldn't take that. Okay. Week goes by, and I'm walking to the bus to go to work. This is rotten, cold, and miserable winter day. Why do I have to take the bus? You know why, Mike? You didn't pick up the gift when it was given to you. You didn't believe when something good was happening to you. You thought, I'm not good enough for that. Oh, you can give me a million-dollar car. I'll take it. No problem. Amen? Because in Christ, we're all good enough for everything. Amen? See, see, see but just, uh, this, this is what's happening all the time in Christians. Oh, no, not me. Oh, that's good for you, Pastor. That's why they call you Reverend. <laughs> Neville, Neville, me joke all the time. Neville says, you should be called Bishop. He says, you should be called Bishop. I said, Neville, don't, now I'm going to phone Pastor Rick. You should be called Bishop. Uh, don't phone Pastor Rick. He's, we joke about this for years, right? You're a bishop. You're a bishop. You, you oversee pastors. You're a bishop. I said, no, don't call Pastor Rick about that, Neville. No, well, I'm going to call Pastor Rick and tell him you're a bishop. You should be called Bishop. You know, I said, don't do that. We joked about that, see? But see, that, that's like someone saying, no, I'm not good enough. No. But see, sometimes you pull that, you pull that guilt trip, that, that guilt shame trip on yourself. And here's God getting ready to hand you everything. No, that must be for someone else. Can't be for me. That house? No, can't be for me. Amen? We got to get over that. Because my God is exceedingly, abundantly, above all. You could ask, think, or imagine according to the power of God works through you. My God has gifts for you that you, you can't even dream about. He says, he says, as much as you can dream, as much as you can imagine, you're dreaming too small. Today, even this crazy world, don't dream so small and cut yourself off from the blessing God wants for you. Amen? Amen. I got to move. I got to quit for sure. Okay. I'm going to quit. I got five minutes closed service. Praise the Lord. Do you get something today? My biggest thing I want you to leave 2023 is challenged for 2024. There's something better for all of us. And I'm not one, I'm not so foolish to say, oh, well, I've been living this for 12 years. Everyone else got to catch up to me. No, 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 no. I want the more now. There's even more for me. I'm never stopping going for the more. Amen? I'm never stopping going for the more. 
Hopefully in a little while, I'm going to tell you about something that God's doing through this ministry. That'll go. And you're going to say, God, I didn't know you were that big. I didn't know you were that big. But God told me two years ago what he's going to do. And I think the doors are opening for this to happen. I can't tell you. Amen. Because God is exceedingly abundant. And remember he told me two years ago what he was going to do. And he, I said, Lord, do it. I'm just going to go along for the ride anyways. Amen. No pressure. Amen. Here's how it all starts, folks. You're online, especially you folks on the rewatch. Here's how it all starts. It starts with salvation. It all starts with being born again. It all starts with accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. There's no entrance into the New Testament without first and foremost asking Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Then we grow after that. But see, Jesus said clearly, John, in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father. No one gets to heaven except through me. Jesus is the only way. He said in John chapter 3, marvel not. You must be born again. 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in Jesus would not perish but have everlasting life. That's heaven. Verse 17, for Jesus did not come to condemn the world, but through Jesus, the world, the people's world would be saved. That's his goal. That's the purpose of Jesus today for you, that you'd be born again, that you'd ask Jesus to come into your heart, come into your life. Let him take over. Then you start growing and coming into this lifestyle of blessing, lifestyle of health, lifestyle of peace and joy. There's a prayer that's going to come up on the back wall. We always say this prayer out loud. And everyone, we like everyone to participate because if there's someone beside you who's never said this for the first time, we don't want them to be embarrassed. So we want them to be able to say it boldly. So we all say it boldly and we include them in. And if you're here online or on the rewatch, you say this for the first time, let me guarantee you one thing. Jesus says, I'll never refuse someone who asked me to be the Lord and Savior. I can't tell you how many times over the years someone says, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I can't do it. Oh, I'm never good enough. I said, you're good enough. There's not one person on this earth who's not good enough to get born again. Amen? Let's say this prayer together. Say, Jesus, thank you for paying the price for my salvation. I ask you to forgive me of every sin. I repent, and I'm purposing to change the way I think and live. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, help me learn about you and to grow in this kingdom lifestyle. I declare you're my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, thank you for receiving me. Amen. Amen. If you said that for the first time, if you've been backsliding, just haven't serving the Lord with intensity like you know you should. You've said that prayer. Let that be your come home prayer. Amen. I tell you, it's so important you start 2024 on fire with Jesus. You know, I know some people say, New Year's resolutions don't work. They do if you work them. You haven't been reading your Bible, say, tomorrow morning, I start, my, I start reading through the Bible. Say, my prayer life isn't so good, but tomorrow morning, my prayer life starts to be good. You know, I don't go to church enough. Tom, on next Sunday, you're going to start to come to church every Sunday. Midweek service. You're going to get all, you're so full of Jesus. See, see you can make a choice. 
and you can work that choice. The difference between success and failure is when someone makes a choice and works the choice. Amen? We can all be successful. Amen? Praise the Lord. Thank you.